Hey everybody, it is Yvette and Erica, and this is the Melanin Pearls Podcast, episode five, 2021. Yes. Five episodes in, and this one, y'all, it's all about Black women, the most disrespected woman in America. May 22nd, 1962, Malcolm X delivered a speech in Los Angeles, which will now and has gone down in history as he spoke to and about Black women. There he gave one of his most quoted statements about his observation of what it means to be a Black woman in America. During the speech, he spoke to the negative ways in which Black women are treated, and he called on all of us, Black women, to think deeply about the harmful internalization of society's loathing of who we are, particularly when it comes to our natural appearance. His quote is as such, who taught you to hate the color of your skin? Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Wow. Mm-hmm. It's the truth and the truth hurts. Yeah. And you know, you know, we're talking about a speech that was made in 1962 and the fact that it's relevant 59 years later is heartbreaking. It like is. for me, this topic was one that hurts, right? You know, when you and I were talking about what we were going to talk about for Women's History Month, because this is Women's History Month, Woo-hoo! you know, we wanted to talk about the Black woman and especially going back to that speech. And, you know, over the past, Gosh, I mean, you know, if I think about the past six months, the past year, the past two years, it makes me think about that speech a lot. And sometimes I just put that on social media just because, because that's how I yeah. feel. I yeah. feel like this is, it's like he, it's like that speech was said yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and as black women, we have to endure. And I chose that word specifically because it is so true. We have to endure endless amounts of pain due to comments made by, from, you know, we are often subject to this pain without us provoking anybody, right? We don't say nothing. We just walk into a store, boom. You know, Mm -hmm. we do whatever, boom. And this pain is caused by white people's version of beauty, right? And how we are subject to comments reminding us that we are made by what society thinks of us every single day. The definition of beauty, we we all talk about it, but do we really talk about it? Do you really, really unpack what the definition of beauty has been sold to all of us to believe? The definition of beauty right now purposely excludes non-white women. It purposely does that. But to add another layer to the statement, beauty actually fetishizes black women. It uses our skin tone, our hair texture, our hairstyles, our body shapes Mm -hmm. for inspiration, Mm -hmm. while at the same time criminalizing our race and our experiences. Just imagine, just imagine someone you don't even know attacking you over your physique, immediately masculinizing you because of your natural stature or undermining your beauty just because of the texture of your hair or your natural face features. This is what we have to put up on a daily basis for years, consistent, consistent pounding, 
you know, radio announcements, commercials, movies, magazines, everything, social media, all these, you know, influ influencers. But think about when we look at, you know, and, and to add on to that, I mean, look at when we look at videos nowadays and we look at a lot of women that are non-black yep. and, um, you know, the the big booty and the, mm -hmm. and the braiding of the hair and the, you know, all, all those types of things, right? And some would say, you know, it's cultural appropriation. I tend to, in the context in which it's used, like sometimes it's disrespectful. So yes, yeah. to me, when it's disrespectful, it's cultural appropriation. Sometimes it's, it's cultural appreciation. You know, some people want to, they, they, they actually respect it and they want to show a homage to it, but you know, right. but that's a, there's a thin line between there, but you're right. We we're wow. That speech was so deep because yeah, we're, we're taught. And, and, and if we don't stop that, we will teach our young girls that we'll teach our young boys that and it's our responsibility to uplift then to for them to change for someone else's perspective of who they should be right yeah and if we and if you see today like people turn these hateful things this pain into memes right it's it's just disheartening to see people finding joy in our pain right and it's not only is unjust you know it's immoral you know kim kardashian and other folks in of that ilk get to steal the faces of black women but leave behind the violence we face Remember when Megan Thee Stallion came out, she was shot, that whole thing. Mm -hmm, I don't know how mm -hmm. that whole thing went down, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, um, but people were calling her a liar. Right. Black men and, and non-black people of all genders called her names, utilized transphobia to, uh, um, to, to harass her. Um, they believed her assaulter rather than her. Right. She's the one with the bullet and they exactly. don't believe her. You know, exactly. just believe that, you know, where was Kim Kardashian then? Where are they when it's pro when it's time to protest, to donate, or to do something? Absent. But they the first one to get all types of augmentation to you know whittle their waist and enhance their you know the buttocks area, right? First ones to do that. And it's just you know we are continually dehumanized. You know all the jokes about Megan Thee Stallion. You know, and as black women, you know, it, it, we have been putting up with this so long, we have normalized that behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just disregards us as people that we even have emotions. So just to think about it, if the same unfortunate situation that happened to Megan, the stallion, had happened to a woman that, who wasn't black, this narrative would be completely different. Fully flipped, people would instead sympathize and defend them. Right. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. Because of that. But it's that dual edged sword of, you know, that it's that not dual edged sword, but you know what I mean? It's like that double yeah. standard. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's that double standard of how we're perceived. But it goes back to what we talk about being disrespected. Right. Yeah. That that, you know, our feelings, our emotions, the, uh, the consequences of things that happen to us don't really matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and we are just I, it, it just it's infuriating. It is confusing. Like if, if what happened to Megan the Stein had happened to a white person or any person who just period wasn't black, the situation and the narrative would have been fully flipped. They would have been sympathizing them or defending them. However, this attitude was not kept to Megan and as us as black women, right? It's just, you know, oh, um, 
we will not be respected and protected, right? Until the day we are recognized as people with feelings, we will not be respected until the day people stop turning our struggle into a comedy. We will not be protected until the day where people stand up for us and call out the wrong in our favor when the situation clearly demonstrates the wrong. No, I agree. And, you know, we talk about, you know, women like Eleanor Bumpers, Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, and many other black women, right, that killed at the hands of the police shows how unprotected we are and how systemic racism impacts our very existence. Yeah. You know, the fact that we have movements, social movements like Say Her Name that raise awareness for black mm -hmm. female victims of police, police brutality and anti-black violence in the United States just shows you that we have a prevalent problem in our country because we wouldn't need these types of movements if it didn't exist. Yeah. Right? You know, check this out. You know, uh, Breonna Taylor was murdered over 136 days ago and her killers are still free. And nothing has we happened. Are, right. Nothing. And we are still demanding justice for Breonna Taylor after almost a year. Right. We're still demanding justice for her. No action has been taken. The same energy is not given to the Save Her Name movement, right? It doesn't receive as much attention as it deserves, not letting our voices to be amplified in such important moments. Black women, we deserve the same level of protection and respect as everyone else. You know, we are the most unprotected and disrespected people in society because we do not. Data proves it. We do not receive the same amount of support as our counterparts. It, it's just it that that's it, it is and the truth hurts no and the, and i and i agree i mean let's talk about races you know we talked about racism microaggressions in the office you know where we're in debate we're the angry black woman but when mm -hmm. our first counterparts, thing, aggressive right right we're aggressive right when our com our counterparts exhibit the same they're being assertive Right, you know? direct. Right, oh right. They're being, to the, started, they're, being, right? <laughs> they're being to the point, you know? Right. Yet we have to move in a certain capacity that, you know, we want career advancement. We want to move forward. We want all of that. But we always have to think about the whole code switch and how do we talk when we're at work and how do yeah. we not? And, and all of those things that we have to think about that others know. Yep. You know, um, I, I'm going to pull out a couple of examples um, that people may not even remember, may, you know, because it wasn't really a blip. You know, one of the most notable um, issues that really pissed me off is when the controversial um, news personality, former personality, Bill O'Reilly, appeared on the talk show of Fox and Friends, you know, a little almost a year ago in March and was asked about, you know, Auntie Maxine's recent mm. speech, you know, lambasting Donald Trump. And quote, mm. this is what he said. We fight against this president and we point out, out how dangerous he is. This is what, you know, Auntie said on the Congress floor. We're fighting for democracy. We're fighting for America. We're saying to those who say that they're patriotic, but then turn a blind eye to the destruction he's about to cause to this country. You are not nearly as patriotic as we are. When asked, when the, when the host asked Bill O'Reilly about his thoughts, this is what he decided to say. I didn't hear a word she said. I was looking at the James Brown's wig. What? Like what? Like what? <laughs> I remember you, what? that. Yeah. What is exactly what? Exactly. So basically, she she's spitting fire and facts 
And what you gonna do? You gonna you gonna talk about her wig, man? Get out of here! Because you she's know? reverting to high school tactics, right? Yeah, when someone you know? says something, let me just insult you because yeah. you know, like that. That's that's like so high school. Like, what are we doing here? You know, but but my but auntie, true to form, she came back. I am a strong oh, the black clap woman. Back was real. Yeah, with a tweet, right? Here's the clapback. I'm a strong black woman. I cannot be intimidated, and I'm not going anywhere. Hashtag Black Women at Work. <laughs> auntie, auntie, auntie Maxine. Well, I mean, think about you know. I'm thinking about the disrespect that was shown to former first lady, the Michelle Obama, when she the. was first lady, mm-hmm. and the and just there have never been so many insults against a sitting first lady. You know, don't you remember? I think I forgot someone called her, you know, they called her um, a monkey, a a monkey, an ape, or something. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. disrespectful. It it was entirely disrespectful. It was evil, evil, evil. I mean, but you have the attack on, on, um, you know, people like Michelle Obama and Auntie Maxine Waters. But, you know, it also is in entertainment. There was a, I don't know if you all know him, um, a comedian called George Lopez. He's, I think he's Hispanic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I don't think he's very funny. He's had a couple of shows, you know, maybe a B actor, uh, if you want to call him that. So basically, um, he lashed out. So he was doing a stand-up show. This is pre-COVID, of course, in Arizona, like a year ago, maybe two years ago in February. Um, and he lashed out at a biracial woman, I'll just say a black woman in the audience. And you know what he said? He said, and I quote, y'all can Google this. There are only two rules in the Latino family. Don't marry somebody black and don't park in front of our house. Like, how do you even have the, uh, like, how can you say that? Like, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that hurts because Mm -hmm. you talk about, I mean, as an Afro Latina on this podcast right now, not all Latinos are of Caucasian descent. Yep. Period. End of story. So Period. what are you saying? Like, what like are what you saying? like just disrespectful. So that goes back to that whole colorism thing that we talked about last yep. season, you know, where we talked about having um a podcast episode about that. I still, you know, I still think we need to do that. Um, because how how dare you? How dare you say that? Yep. Right. I, it's just crazy. And you, then you have like Breonna Taylor, you know, murdered, I mean, uh, murdered uh, in her own house, March 13, 2020, after midnight, you know, the police storm, they had a no knock warrant to search the property for drugs. Um, no drugs found. None. None, none, none. They didn't identify themselves as police. So they go after her boyfriend because he's like, you know, he's thinking the house is being stormed by crazy people who are a police. Um, he had a legal and registered firearm to defend his home, which he understandably, you know, understandably, he assumed it was a robbery because the police didn't identify themselves. She's killed, shot at least eight times in her own home. No drugs are found. No one's arrested for her murder. And no one's been fired. I think one person was fired. You know, we failed her. Mm-hmm. You know, not only was she murdered because she was black, but she was forgotten because she was a woman. So, you know, mm-hmm. going back to the top, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, 
although we may live in a world or we live in a world that may not value us, we must dig deep inside and know our worth and navigate in this world, understanding that worth. I mean, Yvette, you, you talked about during Black History Month, you know, we come from Queens. We are Queens, Queens who deserve the best in life and work hard to care for our families and loved ones. We deserve all of that. Don't you agree? I do agree. I mean, I do agree. It's like, you know, when you, you just think like how pervasive and insidious this is, you know, when it comes time to respect, protect, and love Black women, people go silent. Mm -hmm. You know, and it shows. Look, people actually bastardized her name, Brianna Taylor's name. They made memes out of her story and then proceeded to dispose of her when it wasn't trending anymore. You mm -hmm. see, like, she's not, quote unquote, trending anymore, right? Then the, the commercialization of the suffering of Black women and people of color in general is just a clear symptom of the denial of human dignity that we Black women face day in, day out. So, I, you know, of course, you know, I like to do my little research digging data, data, data. So there is um, a center. It's called the Center of Bioethics and Human Dignity. They said human dignity is defined as the recognition that human beings possess a special value intrinsic to their humanity and as such are worthy of respect simply because they are human beings. Marinate on that for a minute. I could tell you that. Mm. That's not what it, we don't that follow that definition. Yep. I tell you that we just don't. We don't. We really, really don't. You know, all humans every single one of us beings period it deserve inherently deserve dignity you know this is the basis for our legal systems our ideas about morality and that the way we conduct ourselves day to day you know all the activists out there you know they will they will co-sign on this that it's clear that brianna was deprived of her dignity just as one of the many black women who faced institutional violence day to day. When I say institutional violence, I'm talking about the craziness at work, microaggressions that go unchecked, organizations that have HR policies about bullying, harassment, and don't include microaggressions as such. You know, that to me is institutional violence I face personally on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. And let's not forget institutional incarceration, right? Yeah. Because that's a that's a that's a business. It is totally right. a business. It makes money. When you turn a prison for profit, you know, I mean, just think about that, right? Right. Right. And providing sentences that are are, you know, these are are some of them could be misdemeanors, but yet you lock someone up for years and years, first time offenders and things of that nature. It comes from our communities. That's Absolutely. what happens. Yeah, yeah, targeted, yeah. targeted, right? Targeted. targeted. Yeah, it's targeted. You know, so, you know, I, you know, I, I want to, um, you know, as a black woman, my ask for any and everyone who can hear my voice or listen to this podcast is, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? to make sure that black women are respected, protected, and loved? That's my question for you all. What are you going to do?
-hmm. When you see something, are you going to say something? Are you going to remain quiet? Are you going to like flinch and be like, oh, damn, oh, and keep it moving? Are you going to stop, pop and say, look, that doesn't sit well with me? Are you going to do something about it? That's my call. If you can hear my voice, if you listen to this podcast on Melon and Pearls, episode five, what are you going to do to make sure that black women are respected, protected and loved? Wow, Eva, that's 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 deep. And, you know, I remember you mentioned that one of your favorite motivational quotes is you are enough. Yep. And you know what? We are enough as black more women. More than enough. We are exactly our, our cup runneth over. We are more than enough. So I will say, don't let whatever the world says about you be what you think about yourself. And don't let the world control your narrative. You need to shine that black girl magic, that black brilliance, and let them see who you are. But I think a promise that we have to make to each other for now and forever is that we will respect each other, we will protect each other, we will love each other, and we will not neglect each other. That is definitely a promise that we have to keep. And that's a promise, Erica, that I make to you, my bestie, 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 until time stands still. And I mean that too. I mean that you already know. You already <laughs> know. So I want our listeners to find that person and make that same promise to them. Make that promise to your children. Make that promise to your bestie. Make that promise to your parents. Make that promise to anyone in your tribe because that is the best that we can do for each other. In a world that may not care about us, we have each other. Absolutely. Ooh, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, thank you for listening. And until the next time, talk soon. And that's our show. Any samples of media remain the property of their owners. Opinions expressed reflect the individual's point of view, not the Melon and Pearls podcast. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes and Spotify. If there's a topic you would like for us to cover, let us know by visiting www.melaninpearls.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we encourage you to visualize your best self. Mm -hmm.